Hey guys, Kale here. So I've been in America for four days now. Many of you may know that uh, me and my family, we're missionaries to the country of Hungary. And we have been in Hungary for almost two years. We left in December of 2020 and we've been there ever since. We have not come back until right now. I'm actually sitting in my parents' house and this is my younger brother's bedroom and uh, I'm recording that right here, right now. And I want this episode of uh, this new podcast that I'm doing, Ministry and Missions Unfiltered, to be a, I don't want to say a debrief, because what it's going to be is just my initial thoughts um, after spending almost two years on the foreign field and my first time back in the U.S. We've had enough time to basically get over our jet lag and uh, spend a, our first Sunday back in the States at our home church, our sending church, and um, see family and friends initially. And that's about it. So it's just now starting to kind of set in that we're here. And I just want to give you guys some of my initial thoughts. Um, my family moved to Hungary in December of 2020, which was in the middle of all the COVID craziness, honestly. Uh, it was, if you remember, it was March-ish of 2020 when everything shut down initially. And then in the summer, things briefly opened back up, but then quickly shut down again in the fall. And I, my family and I had started deputation in 2019, raised most of our funds, and, and I wasn't sure if we were going to uh, even be able to get to Hungary at that point or when it was going to happen. But through some amazing um, provisions of God and some, quite honestly, miracles, we managed to get a visa. My wife and I drove to New York City to the embassy, a Hungarian consulate, and got a visa and all this stuff. And then we, we got a, an apartment online, sight unseen, just looking at pictures online. And then we moved in December, December 10th of 2020 is when we landed in Budapest, Hungary. Now, we had been to Budapest dozens of times, well, not dozens of times, that's, that's a lie, um, pro probably about 10 times I had been there uh, before we moved, and it was completely different. You know, we, we arrived, um, we were obviously wearing masks the whole time, but this time we had tons of luggage, we had our two-and-a-half-year-old son, um, hoping that we didn't have any sort of a fever, because we knew when we arrived at the airport they were going to take our temperature, and if you're showing a slight fever, what are they going to do, send you back to America? We had no idea. It was a crazy, stressful plane ride. Um, but then we got there, got to the airport, you know, the uh, police met us there with, um, you know, those little temperature things that look like a gun, laser gun that they point at your head and got the green light and they let us in very, very empty. Um, had to sign a bunch of paperwork where we were going, where we were going to live. And, uh, and then finally, um, we were allowed to go out, we got to our flat. It was mostly empty. Um, our new landlady gave us the keys and uh, I hung our red sign that said quarantine on the front door that they gave us at the airport because we were under police quarantine for 10 days. And then um, once we got out of quarantine, it was December 20th, a couple days before Christmas. And uh, it was just, it was crazy. It, it was it was so hard to even get to Hungary during that time period in the world that it's, I know it was God that did it. Looking back on all of it, it's, there's, there's no way that we should have been able to do that on our own. And so we got there and then, um, you know, long story short, we, we just started settling into life. And despite the COVID lockdowns and craziness, we, we just started to slowly 
um, make that our home and make that our life. Now, the plan before we went was to stay about two years before we came back, and that's uh, that was at the recommendation of several people, but especially our my pastor, Jeff Bartell, who was a missionary um, in Albania for almost 15 years back in the day. And uh, he and other people had told me, man, you're going to want to stay on the field as long as you possibly can um, in order to make your coming back easier, in order to make it so that when you come back, you're not just uh, looking at everything and everyone and missing them so much that it's like almost tempting to want to just stay back. You know, um, it's it's been said by a lot of people. I'm not sure if there's official like Barna statistics or something, but most missionaries, if they're going to leave the field, um, like, like without like establishing anything, not, not like if they've been there 10 or 15 years, like if, if missionaries aren't going to stay, it's, it's within the first two years that that decision is made. And so it's a good idea to try and stay for about two years, give or take. It doesn't have to be a hard line, um, before coming back. And so that was the plan. And so that was always the idea. We never had a hard date. We didn't have return tickets, of course. That was, you know, buying one-way tickets is a, is a crazy thing when you're moving to the mission field. Sitting on a plane with one-way tickets is a crazy thing. It's not something you've ever really done before um, at that point. And uh, so that was the plan. And then we, we got here and we were doing our thing. And, and uh, you know, maybe what we did and how we did it and why we did it can be, you know, other podcasts in the future. But for now, that was the idea. Stay there for about two years. And, um, and then wait and see what God's doing. And then we'll determine in the future when we are going to come back. Um, now the timing seems to be perfect, at least when we were planning this out, when we bought our plane tickets to come back in mid September, um, we knew for, for a lot of reasons, we, we wanted to have a second baby. Of course, we have one son and then another one on the way. My wife is pregnant right now. And, uh, we knew we wanted to have another, uh, baby, but there were, there were insurance and things to where we had to wait for a little while. And we, we didn't want to like, you know, get to the field and have a baby immediately. We wanted to take one life step at a time. And that's a little aside here for a second. I, I tried to give this advice to any young person that, that I meet, whether in ministry or not, um, something that I've always tried to do. And we've always tried to do in our marriage and our family life is to take one big step at a time. Um, you know, getting married, one big step, right? Buying a house, one big step. Um, whatever, having a kid, one big step. Moving to the mission field, one big step. We've we've always tried to only do one big step at a time because if you do like two or three or four at a time, get married, buy a house, have a kid all at once, that's hard. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying it's hard. And so if you can methodically plan out the way that you live your life and not just do it on a whim, don't just wing it. Uh, it'll make it easier on you. Go figure, right? But anyway, so so this, you know, we moved to the field. That's, you know, that's a big step. Let's not add another baby to moving away from home to Europe, right? And so we did that. We got established. And then after over a year of living there, that's when we're like, okay, let's try to have uh, another baby. And then we got pregnant and the due date was um, was going to be towards the end of this year. So it's uh, in, in November is when the baby is due. And so that put us, you know, you're not supposed to fly past a certain point. Every airline and doctor is a little different. But basically the idea was um, we needed to come back home six to eight weeks before the, when the baby was due. So that put us at mid-September. So, so the timing for coming back for the first time really seemed to be uh, perfect in many ways. And I'll give you the reasons why. So, so the baby was the big one. Um, 
because when the baby was due was going to be about two years, a little less than, than two years. We arrived in December. We were coming back in mid-September. So, you know, a couple months shy. Um, so, so, and, and we were coming back to America for several reasons to have the baby. Maybe that's a, a different podcast episode in the future. Um, but it was also close to two years, not, not all the way. So, you know, I'm not being a legalist about if you're going to go to the field, it has to be two years, but you know, give or take. Um, also this was going to be the first time we get to spend the holidays with our folks in, since 2019. And so that, that was just cool. That, That just happened to be a nice little benefit. It wasn't the plan, but that it happened nicely like that. Um, also it's a, it's a perfect time. And, it, and I just think this shows that if you just trust God with timing, instead of rushing things yourself, instead of getting trigger happy <clears throat> and trying to pull the trigger before God does, um, God will make things work out better for you. And so in our ministry, the first year of our ministry, we spent simultaneously with COVID lockdowns and craziness, we spent just studying the language and the culture and trying to fit in and figuring out how to take Judah to school and and finding friends and praying a lot and, and seeking God on what to do. That was the whole first 12 months. And then after January of this year, things really started opening up. Ministry, not not just like, you know, the world and COVID, like which it did, um, but like ministry opportunities started happening. Um, people seeking men and women started coming. Um, I, I have a disciple now. I'm discipling a guy, studying the Bible with several others. We have lots of friends um, who are sharing the gospel with and teaching the Bible too. And, and, and we had our first Bible study, quote unquote, church service in our apartment on Easter Sunday in 2020, uh, in 2022 rather, in this year. And it was, it was awesome. And it was so cool to see we had about 10 or 12 people in our flat and, and I preached the gospel and, and we sang worship songs and we, and we had dinner and it was a good first, um, I don't want to say attempt, but it was, it was a good, you know, version one, uh, you know, it was a good, uh, uh beta, uh, attempt at this thing. And so we started, we, we did a couple more of those, um, not frequently or on a certain schedule, but just as time allowed, because then in the summer, we did a lot of summer camps and ministry too, um, which is what things we've done for years. But, but I'm saying all that to say the natural progression and evolution of our ministry as we've let God do it and not, and try very hard to not just do things on our own in our flesh, the natural progression of the time has come to when we come back, when we go back to Hungary after this short stay in America, which will be after the holidays sometime in January, the natural evolution and growth of our ministry will be it's time to start the church, which is really exciting. And so we, we wouldn't want to do this trip to America for three or four months in the middle of planting the church. You know what I mean? So like all of that, the timing seems to be perfect for going back to America having a baby, seeing family, spending the holidays with them, getting rejuvenated, encouraged, going back to the field, hitting the ground running with our six or eight, you know, our small group of people who are all very excited um, to start the process of, of, of meeting regularly every other week or weekly, studying the Bible, worshiping, and then from that process, the actual birth of this church. It's foundational ministry. It's laying the foundation, and that's where we're at. And so I, I want to say all that to say coming back to America, you know, it's an old Eddie Murphy movie, right? Coming to America. So if you didn't get that joke in the title of the video, that's that's why I put back in parentheses. Coming back to America. I want to say all that to say, this is my pitch. If you're a missionary or going to be a missionary, this is my pitch for staying about two years on the field before coming home for the first time. 
And like I said, we didn't say a full two years. We were a couple months shy of that. So it's not a legalistic thing. Um, and there's exceptions to it. My, my friend Eric is a missionary in Northern Ireland, and they, they had to come home after, I think it was like six months or something, because it was just COVID and visas, and they, they, they couldn't stay. They couldn't. It wasn't their choice. They couldn't. And so that's different. But if you have the choice and you are able to, and you're not going to the field in a global pandemic, here's my pitch for, for why you should seek to stay as close to two years before going home as you can. It's enough time to get over being homesick. Um, you know, the first six months to a year, maybe, depending on where you're at in life and everything, you're going to be kind of homesick. You're going to miss people. Looking at Facebook is going to be looking like looking through a one-way window back home where you can see everybody and how life is going on for them and you're away from them. It, it's, it's difficult in many ways. Um, but, but it gives you enough time to get past that. Feeling. It gives you enough time to get settled into your life and your routine where you live, your kids going to school, your neighborhood. How does your wife and you get groceries every week? How, where do you get gas? Do you have a car yet? Getting a car. The routine of getting up in the morning and getting your kids to school. And do you work from home or do you? what, what do you do? Um, all of that, it gives you that time to settle into life. It gives you enough time to make new friends. And that's huge. And to the point to where when you go back t- home to America, you'll miss them just as much as the family and friends you left in America when you went to the field. Um it was hard for us to come back after two years. It was exciting to see people, but it was hard when we were planning and the, you know, the four weeks leading up to the trip home, it was hard to pack. It was hard to prepare. It was hard to say goodbye to friends because it, it felt like we had just got there. I, we're, we're only coming back for a couple of months. It's not like we're spending a year here, but it was hard. And that, I think that's a good sign. I think that's a good sign. Um, I thought of, I, I'll, I'll leave you with this this week. It's hard having your heart in two places because you never actually feel at home. I know a lot of people who have been on a missions trip before a week, two weeks, a month, six months might say that their heart is in two different places. But when you actually buy your one-way ticket and move to the field, your heart actually is in two places. Your heart is where you came from, your birth home, your, your home and sending church, your family. But now your heart is in your new home as well. And so when your heart's in two places, you never actually feel at home. When we're, when we're in Hungary, of course, we miss our family, grandparents, parents, our, our church, our, our friends, our friends at church. But when we're in the U.S., which, you know, we've been here four days now, um, we miss our new friends and church family back in Hungary. My son misses his friends from school. And, and it's, it's hard to be here because you know that like you have stuff to be doing there. And so that's tough, but maybe that's the point. Maybe too many Christians feel at home in this world, but this world isn't our home, right? We're, we're supposed to be, we're called to be in it, but not of it is what Christ prays for his disciples. And I think it's John 17. So last words, missionaries. If you're going to the field, try to stay on your new field for about two years before going home the first time. I think it'll be good for you. Of course, there are exceptions, but but I think it's a good goal. It's a good target date. It seems to have been for us so far. Other Christians, if you're not a missionary, let me just ask you this. Are you too at home here in the world? Do you feel too comfortable? Man, I, I do think there's so many enemies of the Christian. There's three biblical enemies of the Christian, but there's a very practical enemy of the Christian in the Laodicea today, and that's comfort. Comfort will keep you from doing anything of worth for the Lord. So 
try stretching yourself somehow so that you never quite feel comfortable where you're at, you know? I, I think comfort is a Laodicean trait that Christians need to overcome. Foxes have holes, birds have nests, but the Son of Man didn't have a place to lay his head. We have a lot of things in Laodicea, and especially in American Christianity. Maybe we're too comfortable. Let's not get too comfortable down here, guys. Thanks so much for listening. See you next week. God bless.